And welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. Sending you out to Las Vegas not once but twice this morning. Once at 8, once again at 9. And also, we'll send you to the Canton Civic Center September the 15th for the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. We have tickets for that as well. Partnered up with them last year. Getting back in bed with them again this year. Happy to do so. Um, I think that's cool. Uh, when um, when your city like attracts events like that. You know what I mean? You, see, you keep throwing things at the wall and see what sticks. I'm excited about that. I have to open this show, Phantom, this morning. Doing something I would rather not do. Okay, no. Okay. Now, I already did this. I did it Saturday when the information came out. We fa- I Facebook Live from like you know the back patio of my apartment. I did it. Not afraid to do it. Not necessarily against it. And I feel like it's important to do it. I feel like not enough people who hold positions like this do this. When you get it right, by all means, say, I got it right. Look, I got it right. But when you don't, then you got to come in here and say, you know what? Kind of bomb that one. And this is about Josh Gordon. It would be ridiculous for me to try to walk back what my position on Josh Gordon was. It was in the podcast like 11 days straight. What am I going to do? Like, nah, 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 I didn't say that one. <laughs> didn't say, I don't didn't know. do it. You nah. misinterpreted it. Yeah, you just screwed up what I said. No, of course not. That would be ridiculous. I would look like an idiot trying to do that. So, yeah, I did not believe Josh Gordon would be back week one. It was never my, and it was never my point we, he would never be on the field. I thought there would be a problem, and I didn't think he would be back for week one. Sure enough, Josh Gordon's back in camp. So let's clear up a few things. I was called an idiot, moron, loser, all these things. And I was told, oh, it's just he doesn't want to be on hard knocks. Well, he's going to be on hard knocks, so it wasn't that. And I kept trying. And this and this is, I, I believe, why I doubled down so hard on Josh Gordon not, not coming back. Is because I thought the idea of him not wanting to be on hard knocks and the Browns letting him go away was so stupid. That I think it made me angry enough for me to double down on my point. Much like, no, LeBron's not going to leave. He's not going to leave the Cavs because he wants his kids to go to St. V. Those are idiotic, like thought processes. Like they're that dumb. And so I think it, like it made me that angry where I ended up doubling down. I now I didn't think he'd be back week one. I thought he'd come back. And I also think I got a little angry when people called me crazy saying, hey, I'm hearing something's going on with Josh Gordon. Oh, no, 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 no. You're an idiot. How could you know anything? And then two days later, out of nowhere, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh has to leave camp. I thought that was a little strange that I got called by a guy I've known, a guy I've known forever, kind of close to the situation said, hey, dude, heads up. There's going to be something happening here with Josh Gordon. Oh, you don't know anybody. You're crazy. And then two days later, he's out of camp. And I was wrong. I got it wrong. Not afraid to admit that. I've been here before, but I, you know what I mean? I've, I've gotten opinions wrong before, and I'm not afraid to be wrong. I don't fall afraid in the, into this gotcha, you know, Twitter thing that happens and this social media gotcha. Like, the standard at which some social media people expect shows to be at, like, do you really expect any show to be at 100% accuracy, right? I think you're going to be let down a lot in life, if that's what your expectation is. Projection's part of what we do. I will continue to do it again. Um, I think it was well pointed out by multiple people over the weekend that I get it right more and I get it wrong, but I bombed this one. I did. I got it way wrong. And I'm not afraid to walk in here. I would rather not have to open the show and be like, hey, yeah, I got of screwed up. Man, that guy sucks. Shoot yourself in the foot. Ready, set, go. You know what I mean? I would rather not do that, but you do, I think it's important to do it. I'll do it a couple of different times today. I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. Have more details come out about what actually happened within the last month? I mean, is it clear? Is it like... I'm, dude, I hear a lot of it. Like, I hear some rumors. I got to read up on it a little bit before we talk to Scott um, from winningfornextyear.com. We'll do that at 8 o'clock. I got to read up a, lo- a little bit. I, I guess what they're saying now, it's like some of it's child support related. 
related? Like he had to, he had to like dodge something with that? I don't know. I, I don't understand how anything child support related could take you away from your job for a month. But like at the end of the day, the, the, the whole thing is to me is like the Browns have their wide receiver back. And like I genuinely don't care what you did. I don't care what it was, whether it was like, well, was he in, was he in a 30-day rehab or was this baby mama drama or whatever it was? I mean, big picture, go out there and catch balls, bro. I really do not care what happened in your personal life in the next in the last month or whatever. I'm just hoping that this is the end of it. I'm just hoping that this is like the finish line as opposed to, you know, two, three days from now, do we find out something else happened? And now he's like, well, now I got to go back there. Now I'm going to be out for another 30 days to take care of my mental health. It's like whatever happened, happened. And like, just, uh, well, I don't think you got two weeks to get back out on the field, bro. I don't think whatever happened, happened. I I think, is this over? No, I don't think so. I, I, I don't buy it. I also don't buy. It was not a plan. It, 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 do plans have starts? They have end dates. They would have told you. It would have been more buttoned up. It would have looked way less chaotic. They wouldn't have been courting Dez as hard as they were. They wouldn't have been courting Odell Beckham Jr. as they were a couple of weeks ago. They wouldn't have been doing it. I, I don't buy it. I, I, dude, the, the GM doesn't go out there and say, yeah, I'm calling another wide receiver who's not answering his phone. What a bad look that was, by the way. You don't. I don't think you do it if you thought for sure if it was a plan. I don't buy it. A guy said to me over the weekend. He's like, I agree with you. He's like, we relied to. He's like, it wasn't a plan. He's like, I buy in all that. He goes, sometimes you just got to realize it's none of your business. I was like, okay, that's a fair opinion, except for the fact that that's not the standard today. It's not the standard. If this were a bigger star and a better franchise, it would have been a much bigger story, and that would not be the standard that it's none of your business. It's just that it's the fact that it's the Cleveland Browns, a team most people don't really care about yet, even with hard knocks. And then it was Josh Gordon, who's got a guy who's had trouble. But telling me a guy who missed 43 of 48 games had the clout to tell a team he's not going to be on hard knocks was absolutely insane. And, and I think that... I think it blinded me and made me double down on my Josh Gordon opinion. I, I think I think the the real question we look at now as Cleveland Browns fans is, all right, so you're here, and I, I'm reading right now from Pro, ProFootballTalk.com that the Browns are not 100% clear on whether he will be available week one or not. That's a lot. Um, are you going to get all 16 games in, bro? I mean, like you're talking about 43 out of 48 games that you've played in your in your in your in the last four years or Missed. whatever. It's like, dude, you have to be available on the field. So, like, if this is if this is what it took, then fine, you did it at the right time and it happened at the right time. But, bro, now we're getting down into that five months out of the year where it's like you have to be ready for this, and that's that's where I'm kind of at a pause with Josh Gordon right now. Is like, okay, I'm glad he's back. I just don't know if the dude has what it takes to make it through 16 weeks of NFL action. My guess is we don't get him all 16 weeks. Now, I think the Browns telling you they're not sure if he's going to be. Isn't that them saying we're not going to. We have to pretend we're not going to let him go away for a month, come in and just like start. Like, isn't that Hugh saying like, you know, kind of like, well, I got to figure out the roster. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way that read to me yesterday when I saw that is that they're not just going to be like, yeah, dude, we just excused him. It was no big deal. Now we come back and we just basically like Josh can do whatever he wants. But I believe his talent, which I've always said, is next level. We'll let him kind of like, yeah, he'll course, skate him yeah. back. They need him, dude. So they're going to just let him put on the helmet and he'll play week. My guess is he'll play week one. Now, I didn't think he would. And I got it wrong. And when I get it right, I'm the first guy to strut and be like, yeah, dude, look how right I was. I love, dude, I love saying I told you so. And if I'm going to do that at the rate I like to, then I got to come in here and start this show the way I did. And multiple times I'll do it because I know a little later I'll get that. You know, for people who don't wake up early enough, you know, the unemployed crowd around 930 will be, hey, 
kind of screwed that one up. I mean, right? You didn't get it right. So, yeah, a couple of times we'll do that. We'll also talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. I mean, uh, you know, ask via Facebook. Talk about Urban Meyer. Yeah, 7 o'clock, we're going to talk about Zach Smith and Urban Meyer. I'm going to get into that, too. Uh, that Zach Smith story is really, really strange. Super strange. A lot going on with that. More Sansbury Show is right around the corner. We'll get you hooked up with those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets around 7.30. Trips out to Vegas at 8 and 9. And the hottest things you can say to a chicken bed. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sainsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We'll send you to the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. We'll do that around 7.30 this morning. That's September 15th. I believe uh, you and I will once again be uh, hosting the uh, the cosplay contest. Indeed we will. I know that's going down 4 to 6. I know there's cash prizes involved. So uh, if you've got like a Deadpool outfit or like, I don't know, Guardians of the whatever or Star Wars or whatever you got. Can I... I feel like I'm going to set up Hall of Fame City Comic Con like this. Okay. Until until that cosplay contest. I, I, You know, people will call the radio station when they'll message me and say, dude, play this. Yeah. Talk about this. Okay. Requests. I am sending, I, I would like to make requests for the cosplay contest. This is what I'm looking for. Video game nerds. Overwatch fans. Kind of want to see a couple of mercies show up at the at the cosplay contest. Couple of tracers wouldn't be the worst idea. Divas would be cool, what? right? What? Let's give me some of those. What are we talking about, dude? Mercy's kind of hot. I don't know what that is. Well, it's a video game character, and <laughs> I want to have sex with it, which makes me uncomfortable. But she's kind of hot, dude. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sending that out. Requests there. I wanna, I want, I want a couple of mercies. That'd be cool. Speaking of the nerdy things, did dude. Did you watch the SummerSlam? Oh, you know I watched the SummerSlam, the, buddy. The, the you know WWE, the, the SummerSlam. Did you watch it? So that was last night. This is a this is a pay per view, is it not? Oh, dude, it's the biggest event of the summer, dude. It's 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 essentially the the second WrestleMania of the year. Um, you know, this, yeah, suck it Fourth of July. <laughs> this is this is this is where the big stuff happens. The biggest event of the summer. And uh and uh, it was a C last night. Some people online were talking about how great it was. Some people were talking about how crappy it was. I felt like there was really good parts, and I felt like there was really crappy parts. Um, I guess the biggest news or the biggest like ongoings, um, Ronda Rowdy Ronda Rowdy Ronda Rousey uh, won her uh, her first WWE belt last night, so people were kind of losing their minds over that one. And uh, Brock Lesnar lost last night, which is really? clearing, which is just opening up his return to the UFC. I mean, that's all that you know. That's that's what that was. Now you got to wonder if you're Ronda and you're watching that, and you're coming in. And he's going back out as a real competitor, as somebody who like competed on a real level. You gotta wonder if she's sitting there going, "Man, I'm a little jealous of Brock. I kind of wish I was still gonna go fight for real." She's probably thinking eventually. I think probably right now she's probably like, "Dude, this is easy money. Easy like, money. I, might as, I might, I might as well just keep keep now, on this for as long as I've got it." See, now that's that's always where people go. It's always where I, it's always where guys like you and I are gonna go, and it's where the fans are gonna go. But I gotta wonder. If that's the mentality that you've ever had, could you have ever been Ronda Rousey? You know what I mean? Like that, well, I'll just go this route. Like there's something about that. I I always hear that that's what makes the great athlete the great athlete is that they can't think like that. Well, it's not that she walked away from MMA because she didn't mentally have it anymore. I think she was physically just being surpassed. So like I think she probably had to recognize that, realize that. 
And you can either go retire and go, like, you know, sit out on your back porch and drink a sweet tea, or you can go do pro wrestling and at least still get a paycheck, at least still have something that you feel like, you know, that you're doing with your life. So I, I'm, 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 don't get me wrong. I think big picture, she's probably like, eh, maybe eventually, who knows when the return happens. But right now, she's probably content with, like, dude, this is fat money. This is easy enough work for me. And, like, I'm being celebrated. I'm being cheered. I think I think there's probably a little bit of like, all right, I, this is good enough. Yeah. Well, it could play into the ego for sure. I mean, that crowd could play into your ego. I, yeah, I saw a lot of people this morning. I actually tweeted out about it. I was like, dude, what are you all excited about? You didn't think the WWE was going to write her in to, to, to win the belt? Of course. They need you to watch it. They they, they, they want you to like it. <laughs> of course. Like, that's where the whole thing just kind of loses me. I don't know. I just... I, you know, like people want to walk around, people want to run around and be like, man, everything's so serious. How did we get here? You want to know how we got here? SummerSlam and Sharknado are hits in America. That's how we all got here. That's how we got here. Those two things are massive hits in this country. You wonder, how did we get the president we got? Sharknado is how we got it. That's how we got it. Because that's the entertainment you like. Good grief. I, I look. I don't get the wrestling thing. I think it's for posers. But God, I like Kiss and the golf. So what the hell do I know? I was gonna say, like, isn't it? The, why isn't it held to the same standard of like other scripted things? You can get excited about Star Wars, and it's like, yeah, dude, this is cool. But I admit that it's dumb. I admit that it's silly for me to do it. That's what I hate. It's like the like the people who try to hold on to the legitimacy. I mean, dude, there's a there's a group in this thing that's famous for throwing pancakes around. I mean, <laughs> It's so stupid to me, but I like tons of stupid stuff. I was going to say, at no point was the Dragon Show, was that, like, legitimate? Like, at no, no point? No, but, like, honestly, when they screwed it up, I came right in here and said, oh, my God, an ice dragon? For real? Like, oh, my God, does she have to ride the dragon? She looks stupid riding it. She controls it. She doesn't have to be on, she doesn't have to straddle it. She could just, like, run the thing's life and make it destroy you. She doesn't have to be on top of it. I made fun of all that. That's the thing is like the wrestling fans is like, you know, on so, they get so heated when I attack it. And it's like because there's a little bit of it because, you know, I'm right. It's been ridiculous since I was watching it. I mean, Christ, they made a celebrity have a guy that pretended to be a barber and he had like hedge clippers. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. But like the pretending that Rhonda did something great last night. Are you kidding me? Some dude wrote that a week ago and then said, here, go, go act this out. I don't get, like, being impressed by it. That's my thing. Is it still a physical feat? Sure. Is it harder than people think it is? Yes. Is it physically taxing? Of course it is. But pretending that you're surprised that they gave Ronda a belt is, I I don't know, that's where you lose me. Like, the suspension of disbelief in that, like, oh, my God, she won. Oh, my God. Like, that's where you lose me. Like, you didn't know when you turned SummerSlam on, the biggest event of the summer, as we're calling it. Again, suck it, 4th of July. They they, they were going to hand Ronda Rousey a belt? Like, I guess the fact that you're mystified by that is where I just shake my head. Again, SummerSlam, Sharknado. That's your answer next time you want to, like, put on Facebook that meme. How did we get here? That's how we got here. You is how we got here. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Oh, six, nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Dude, over the weekend, I, uh, I went up to Berea, our sister station, one of our, uh, one of our Cleveland sister stations, WGAR. Had their country jam. Okay. And uh, I got spiffed with a pair of tickets, so I went up and uh, I went up and did that. Okay. Did you know I like the bro country music? I kind of like it. I, I kind of like that. it. So I, uh, I I'm not kind of like Tyler Farr. It's got a couple of songs I like, and uh, I'm a Jake Owen fan, like Jake Owen. And the whole way up there, I was like, man, I was like, dude, I'm not the biggest Chris Jansen fan. Like, hey, all right, well, whatever. But I gotta tell you, a guy I didn't think I wanted to see at all, I think kind of stole the show. 
I mean, Jake's got way more hits, but like when you go see somebody and you're not sure like where you are in them, and then they kind of blow you away, like dude, that kid can legitimately do it. Like he's a star for sure. Like he definitely. Like put the crowd on his back, kind of like did the whole thing. He's a, I tweeted out right in the moment. I was like, dude, this kid's a real showman. Like he can actually like for real do this. And I guess Rolling Stone had called him the most. Oh, some I, I'll paraphrase because I, I I forget how he actually presented. I guess Rolling Stone had called Chris Jansen the most open-minded redneck. Okay. Or something. And he ended up like writing a song about how he's like an open-minded redneck. Okay. And like that ended up being really good. Like he's like the you can uh, all right. It'll bomb me your boat. He's that guy. See, and you'd be like, what, this guy? Like, you'd think, like, nah, right? But then, sure enough, I was sitting there, I was like, man, dude, this kid can actually do it. And apparently, dude, he plays everything, writes a bunch of his own stuff. People were, like, tweeting that at me about him, because, you know, we had that conversation last week on the show. Dude, Chris Jansen, he turned me into a fan, dude. I like him a lot now. Big fan now. That was a fun event. Had a good time. So I seen uh, I, I've seen this out of um, T County, which is strange, and a lot of things out of T County are pretty strange. Uh, the last woman I went out with from T County, she was strange. I don't know if that means. I believe though, it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that applies then for the whole county. But um, the sheriff's department investigating now as twenty six batteries had been stolen from local school buses. Twenty six. Wow. Yeah, this had been Wednesday night. Uh, apparently, there was a crime spree in the city. Valued at uh, twenty eight hundred dollars. What? I don't know how big those batteries That's are like for a drug bus. bus, right? Like, hey, look at all the drugs on the table. Let's crank up this dollar amount so everybody watches the news. Twenty six batteries were twenty eight hundred dollars. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe they were. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. It sounds expensive, but like I said, it's a bus, so I don't know if those I don't are know. like special some sort of batteries or whatever. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I've never bought. I've never bought a school bus no. battery. I don't know. No. Now, this doesn't feel crime spree ish to me. Doesn't this seem more like? Dude, if we take all the batteries out of the school buses, they won't be able to take us to school. Yeah. It sounds very like, hey, I'm in ninth grade and I don't want to take my math test or like I don't want to start school. Yeah. If they did this on Wednesday, though, of last week. At school. I don't think school started back then. I think. I think. Oh well, this that's is like, a good one. This is the first week of school. See, I don't have kids. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I. I. I, I don't know when things hard. So, with that being said, I mean, like, I totally get that. If you, if the day before school, like the first day of school, this happened, I would totally agree with you. Um, maybe this is a little bit of like, man, if we take them now, they, but you knew you had a week there where they're going to be able to get yeah, the, the batteries I all right. back. I had, I had thought that a lot of schools were already back. That Yeah, that, that shoots me in the foot there a little bit. Now, some are. So maybe T County, maybe this was one of the ones that have gone back already. Well, if anybody's going to go back early to school, let's start with T County, maybe. But I guess what's, Relax, the, what's, it's a joke. what's the other motivation here? Because like, I can't assume. Drug money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like. 26 batteries like you're not going you're not going to one place and unloading 26 bus batteries and not raising serious red flags well i mean there's not a place i mean i would imagine the resident crackhead of d county knows the place because there are gonna there will be a core charge for a battery like you can turn it in somebody will give you a couple of bucks now you and i is it worth? yeah maybe two bucks right you know i don't know what it would be but but would it be worth it to you and i no of course not because you know we're smart and have six jobs and so, like, you know, that. But if you're out smoking meth, do you care? No. And there's going to be some automotive place that's like, yeah, dump them off here. And I, I would just have to think, too, that, like, 
that couldn't have been an easy thing to do. Now, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's super complicated. But if you are getting into that bus garage, getting all those hoods popped open and taking out 26 batteries, you'd have to be pretty efficient at it. You'd have to be pretty quick with it. You know what I mean? Because, like, you're not going to want to be there for five hours doing this. This is going to be a get in, get out situation. And, like... I I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not like the most like, you know, mechanically inclined person in the world. I just have a hard time thinking a ninth grader is going to be able to do that and be be that like efficient at it. Okay, I got to tell you why I thought it was that. Okay, because I did stupid things like that with my friends in high school. Of course, dude. like we had this plan once. (laughs) This is foolproof, man. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. We were so dumb. Our plan was we're going to take all these toothpicks. Yeah. And super glue. And we're going to stick toothpicks and super glue into the locks, man. They won't be able to get in there, man. And then we won't have to go to school. And Mr. Kodinsky's a dick. I don't want to take my test. And it was like, that was our plan. That was, uh, that was our big plan. I think when I was in like third grade or something, I think that like high schoolers uh, shredded the tires of, of, of the buses. And that's going to work for you, at least for a day that will. Yeah. But I just, I just don't know what batteries like that just because like, what are you doing? Are you, are you, and I guess like uh, there's no nobody saying a sophomore can't have a truck and the ability to do this, but it just seems like such a um, it's an inconvenient crime. Well, it, it, here's the other thing that kind of flies in in my face. It's like, well, dude, if you need the school bus to, to get to school and you feel like that's why you're not going to get to school, then how'd you get to the <laughs> to, right, to the lot right. to take the batteries? Now maybe you go real far and go, well, if they can't get any of the students, they'll just cancel the day. And yeah. even though I could drive to school, so maybe there's that. But uh, yeah, I guess um, I'm being told. I guess uh, school starts uh, Wednesday for them. Their T County kids is <laughs> for their them for, for their them T County kids down there, man. For their them, Jeez but that's Louise, but that's why I thought that. Like, uh, here's a, here's another one, man. All right, so one day we were on our way to school, high school, right? And uh, my buddy Nick was driving, and uh, my buddy Billy, I don't know how he did this, convinced Nick that we were like, dude, we don't want to go to school. So here's what we're gonna do. It's a little snowy. So we're going to pretend we got into an accident so, we're, <laughs> so we don't have to go, right? So we're, we're going to pretend. So like we're going up Post Road in, okay. in Twinsburg there. Okay. And we're going up the road there. And my buddy Billy's like, no, no, dude, just pretend. And like he's like, so we'll, we'll carefully like, put the car into the, t- <laughs> into the ditch, right? So Nick is like afraid. It's his car. He's like, I, can't, I can't put my own car in the ditch. So Billy, of course, in the backseat. I got it. I'm on. <laughs> sure enough, dude. My idiot. I, dude, Nick is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life, dude. Right now, he's so mad right now. But and so and but the, for a moment, he, he allowed himself to be really dumb. Sure enough, he puts Billy in the front seat of the car. It's not his car. He doesn't care. It's now 60 right into the ditch. <laughs> Snow tops out. We can barely get out of the doors. Next thing you know, we ruined our whole day off. Like we weren't, we weren't even able to do anything. That's how that's how smart teenagers are, right there. What am I always saying? There's never been a time where teenagers weren't dumb. Dude, thank God. Like Break.com and Twitter and Facebook Live. You would have been I would have been selfieing right there. Look at what we're about to do, Mom. No hands. So, so very, so very dumb. We'll send you out to Las Vegas twice this morning, once at eight, and once again at nine more Sansbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Good morning. The Stansbury Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever.
And the third one is coming up on September the 15th. Fantone and I will be there on site hosting your cosplay contest. We'll be there from 4 to 6 that afternoon. And the Hall of Fame City Comic Con going down all day, dude. So many awesome things, including featured guests, uh, including Kevin Eastman, who is a co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, James O'Barr, creator of The Crow, and you've got the legendary writer Peter David. He's going to be there as well, dude. Plus so many booths. There's going to be so many vendors, so many comic book artists, dude. It's going to be an awesome time, and uh, all you have to do is get your tickets. So here's what's going down. Event date is Saturday, September 15th. Hall of Fame City Comic Con at the Canton Civic Center. T- adult tickets, $10. <clears throat> Kids ages 5 to 12 are just 5 bucks, and under 5 you're getting in free. Get your tickets right now at HOFCityComicCon.com. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets. That show, uh, or that event, rather. Uh, Saturday, September the 15th. Fantone and I will be on site hosting your cosplay contest. And I've, uh, I've, I've already made the request. People request songs at radio stations. I'm making requests for cosplay contests. Video game nerds, Overwatch fans, I want to see a couple of Mercy show up. That'd be kind of hot. Right. I'm not always into, like... Role play and like that kind of stuff, but I there is something about that character from that where it's like, dude, if, yeah, I kind of want to, yeah, let's let's buy one of the outfits, let's get somebody in it, see how that works out. I'd be a fan. Last year it was really impressive. Oh like, yeah, I remember we kind of went there and we we're like, yeah, dude, it's probably just gonna be people with like you know like a Deadpool mask sure. and that's gonna be it. And it's like, no, dude, people go way over the top on these things. Yeah, there was, I mean, what the. I forget what the costume even was, but I think the woman told me she spent like 5500 bucks or something. Sure, man. There were some of those last year that were just like, damn. Nuts. So September 15th, we'll get you hooked up, and we'll be there as well. This Urban Meyer, Zach Smith, Ohio State story's a little strange. Um, it's all about, you know, I, I guess we were supposed to get the, the resolution yesterday. It's probably going to be a little earlier this week now, or, you know, or early this week now, they're saying. Um I think they're going to scapegoat the AD and find a way to keep Urban Meyer because welcome to college sports and he's one of the best college football coaches in the country and uh, you're going to see the standard shift here and um, it, they're going to find a way for Urban to be all right. I think in most other universities and a lesser university, I don't think Urban's guilty of anything other than not reporting stuff when he knew it, but that's the standard. And I think people want a different standard because now it's Ohio State and now it's Urban Meyer, so you want to see the standard be different. Um, I think there was, a, I think college coaches have been excused from their positions for uh, for every bit of what Urban Meyer is going to end up being guilty of here. But the the Zach Smith end of this, which is all of it really, is, is starting to get more and more strange. There were domestic abuse allegations. Um, I mean, Urban knew about you know the stuff that was going down in Florida when he was working with him then. Claims he didn't know about the stuff that happened in 2015. Although Urban's wife, there, there were reports that she knew, and I don't buy the fact that a wife doesn't tell her husband stuff that they heard about another couple they know. I mean, that would be ridiculous. If, if you and your work buddy hung out with your wives together all the time, and your buddy hit his wife, and that wife tells your wife, your wife's not going to be like, hey, guess what Brian did? I mean, come on. I mean, I, I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. 
but I believe they'll find another scapegoat here. I don't know if it'll be the AD, somebody else, but they'll hang everybody out to dry, and Urban's going to be fine. Zach Smith obviously already been released, so you're going to have some of that. But the, now we're finding out, like, dude, this dude ordered, Zach Smith did, like, $2,200 worth of sex toys. And, like, all had it delivered to the program's headquarters, which, why the hell would you have done that? Yeah, that was kind of a head-scratcher for me. Did you see the list of what these sex toys are called? Well, I chose not to, but, <laughs> I, but yeah, do you have it? Yeah, I've got the Men's Spider Enhancer Triple Thong C-Ring. Wait, oh, okay. All That's right, no. all one thing there, dude. I don't even know what that is. One more. Give it to me one more. It is the Men's Spider Enhancer Thong Triple C-Ring. Is that just the list, or do you have a... That's one thing on the list, is, No, 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 I'm saying, is that just, is like, do you have, like, do, uh, is there a graphic? Oh, can I see it? No, 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 but I'm sure if we Google it, we can find it. Yeah, I'm all right. The Bodywear CS2 Metallic Array. Sea strap golden snake skin. I don't even I don't what? even I don't even know what these things are, dude. Let's just pause and let's uh let's have a moment of silence for me that I don't think I would need anything called snake skin for my sex life. The wild man t-ball lifter. What? <laughs> that was that was ordered in red. Uh then he got the candyman jock suspenders. Those were also in red right there. So, like, not only is it like, all right, so you went and you bought some porn or some sex toys or something like that, but, dude, you're buying things I don't even know about, man. You are on another level of perv. Yeah, like, I thought sex swings and, like, all right, so, like, I, because I think the kinkiest thing, I have this thing, it's called no bedpost, no problem. Sure. You know what I mean? It's just, like, straps, you just lay underneath, like, the, the back end of the mattress, you can tie people up with it. And I always thought, I was like, all right, well, that's kind of. It's kind of kicking it up. That's a little emerald there. Kick it up a notch there. Bam! You know what I mean? That's a little bit there. But according according to Zach Smith, not at all. Yeah, I'm going to show you the men's spider and Hansel Fong triple C ring right there. I didn't ask for that. Hold on. Here, hold on. Oh, yeah. Look at our stellar equipment working flawlessly for us. Look at that thing, dude. That's what you, that's what he was wearing. That's what he ordered. So it's that's a what thong. He, like, dude, what the hell is that? Holy crap! What the hell so, is dude, that? This is the ass floss that goes in the yep. crack there, right? Yep. Let my legs go through here and there. Well, not mine, but somebody else's <laughs> go, go in here and here, right? And then these three little circles here. I'm guessing. Uh, well. You're putting something in there. Frank and Beans. <laughs> Frank, Frank and Beans. Frank, they go. Each one goes in there. Yeah, you're putting something in there. Let me be honest with you. I am a, I am not comfortable enough in my own sexuality for a thong. Like, I don't feel, man, like, that's going to make me, I'm going to feel dainty in a thong. No, and I mean, it's, you know, you'd think, like, well, it's a little bit of clothing. Therefore, like, if you're if you're nervous about being nude, this would be a better answer. No, the thong would make you considerably more nervous, dude. Considerably yes. more Absolutely nervous. Absolutely it would. Yeah. No, I've got no business wearing that. Like, honestly, thongs really should be one and done, right? Like a Kentucky basketball player? Like, were we pretending that's getting clean? I mean, we know the data on washing machines. Yeah, I mean, you can't hold on to those things forever, dude. I mean, let's be real. Right. Like, you're that close to the to the epicenter of activity there. Right. Like, I have a storm right there, dude. No, you don't. You don't want to. You like, don't want to hold on to that for too long. What's the real length of life of a thong? Three uses, maybe, before it's like. Ugh, ugh, I, don't, I don't know ugh, about this one anymore. What are we doing here? And like, even if you're like a, a a a you know a very clean person, even if it's you know, hey, like, dude, I'm taking care of things. I'm using the correct wipes down dude, there. The I'm, clean- I'm washing. I'm cleaning. I'm doing all that. The cleanest of be. DHs are still dirty. Oh, 100%. Dude, there's still fecal matter going around there. Mm. There's no question about it. Yeah. 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 There you go. Oh, you 
Salad tossers. <laughs> I enjoy that. Now, we haven't even gotten to the strangest part of this yet. Apparently, dude, when they went to the White House. Yeah. After the national championship. Yeah. Dude, apparently the guy was taking D-picks in the White House. I guess you can see, like, the presidential seal on, like, a bathroom towel in the back of one of them. And I guess, like, this Brett McMurphy guy, like, linked, like, the genitals to, like, the suit that Zach Smith was wearing in another photo. Now, I don't, it seems to me like Ohio State fans want to bring Brett McMurphy's, like, credibility into question. Now, I don't know a ton about Brett McMurphy, but I know a lot of people are posting that Spider-Man meme of him and Mark May, like, same guy. But again, I think that you're an Ohio State fan, you want to win a national title. You can't pretend, dude, how much smoke do you need before you realize there was fire? And here's what I know. If you're the kind of guy who's taking D-picks in the White House, you're going to risk taking D-picks in the White House. There were red flags on Zach Smith up and down. Oh, yeah. And Urban Meyer was tight enough. He was tight enough with him. He was a favor to Earl Bruce to keep him on staff. So he was obviously tight enough with him where he was spending time with him where a couple of red flags would have been noticeable. Like, what the hell's going on with this dude? Yeah, I mean, there's, you know... I don't know if this is going to end up with Urban Meyer losing his job. I doubt it. But to look at this and just be like, oh, it's a witch hunt. Like, oh, this Brett McMurphy, he just wants to bring Buckeye Nation down. It's like, guys, come on. Now, can you ask, like, well, is any of this White House stuff necessarily relevant to the investigation of did he or did he not beat his wife? And more so, the investigation, Uh... did Urban Meyer know about these allegations? Because that's what we're really talking about here at its core. Isn't Zach Smith's character, isn't should he still be a part of this team, but did Urban Meyer know? You can bring up is it or is that or is that relevant information or not? But at the end of the day, dude, this shows to me a repeated pattern of behavior of this guy being covered for, which leads me to believe Urban Meyer was a part of that cover. Yeah, it's also, dude, this stuff speaks to behavior. It does. It, I like it, it's. And anytime you get in trouble, this is what's going to happen. People are going to dig through your life. Like, of course they are. Like, dude, the balls on you. What? A, that's, let's use something else. The, 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 <laughs> Jesus, that was not good. The audacity to take a D pick in the. First of all, there's D picks coming out of the White House, and they're not Trumps. Like, amazing, right? Like, amazing. I don't know. I guess I'm not a D pick taker, but if I'm in the White House, maybe I do. I don't know. Yeah, okay, so maybe you do. But let's make it me. Okay. Okay? All right. I Heart DC Concert 104 or whatever it is. The, okay. the once-in-a-lifetime thing we did six times last year. DC Pitbull Place, right? You and I go. Of okay. course, it, that that's dude, it's laughable on yeah, its own right there. Say, what are you talking about? We ain't going. That's how you know it's hypothetical. We would never get sent. But then through that, like the iHeart DC concert, right? And then they, they, they set up like a White House tour. If it gets put out, oh, yes, Stansbury kind of went on the tour. Then he took deep picks in the White House bathroom. iHeart moves off me, right? Fired. Immediately fired. Immediately before even those deep picks hit the can repository front page, dude. Stansbury fired. No question about it. And if it comes out that our boss had anything to do with covering that up, He's fired, dude. I can guarantee you that. No question in my mind. Our boss would throw you under that bus so quick for taking D-picks at the White House if you, your head would spin. Oh, dude, Kennedy? Your never, head would spin, bro. Dude, seriously, he'd be like, never heard of him. Never <laughs> n- never heard of him. I have no idea who that is. That's yeah, interesting. Man. I don't know, man. I, um, I, I just, dude, taking a D-pick in the White I mean, dude, that's like legendary stuff. And at this point, what are we, two weeks out from, from college football? Like, at the most, probably two weeks. Is it next weekend or is it this weekend? Or, like, it's going to be soon, so they've got to get this wrapped up, dude. You can't just let this spin for another two weeks. 
Urban's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I, I just, and I like I, I don't care at all. Like, I don't. I don't care what happens off the field. I can care less what any of these morons do. Just win football games. Seriously, dude. Get drunk. Flip cars. Take D-picks in the White House. Dude, get in trouble. Neil, don't. Protest, don't. I don't care, dude. Just win games. Like, just be good. I, I don't care about people's character. or their, I, I, You know what I mean? I just expect human beings to be dirtbags, dude. I just do. So whenever I hear about a human being being a dirtbag, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's skin and bones that made that person up. Of course they're a dirtbag. It's all human beings are capable of. Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets up for grabs. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. A uh, little programming note here. This coming Wednesday, 9.30, Albert and Tom from Save 22 will be in the studio with us. Save 22 is an organization that uh, raises awareness that 22 servicemen and women a day take their lives. And so uh, these uh, these guys have uh, started this organization, Tom has, and um, they've done some amazing work and uh, are raising the awareness that this is happening. And uh, Save22.vet, uh, if you or somebody you know would like to uh, reach out and talk to somebody, work things out. Um, and Albert got me teamed up with a couple of uh, veterans that I went out and played golf with not that long ago. And uh, one of them was really good, Greg. And uh, but we call him Greg seventy three. Get it right because he shot a seventy three at the quarry. Uh, he and I became we're like buddies now. And uh, actually, he and I are going to go out and play Legends today. Looking forward to that. Those dudes just have the just my utmost respect, oh, man. Yeah, I always. mean, it's it's such a um, it's such a worthy cause. They're such reliable and legit dudes. I know when people like donate money or donate time, they feel like eh, I don't know about this organization. Uh, Save twenty two is just unquestionable when it comes to their mission, when it comes to their integrity, and uh, yeah, dude, can't wait to talk to them. Plus, Tom's got like his uh, like his barbecue sauce oh, business, yeah. oh, and yeah. dude's gonna bring the sauce. <laughs> We're lathering in that sauce, bro. Getting crazy with the sauce. I like the sauce there. That'll be good. So Wednesday around 9.30, we'll talk to, talk to Albert and Tom from Save 22. I read this, and uh, I think it's interesting. And I think it's interesting that a parent is fighting for it to go this way. Because more often than not, I hear parents go, well, what about this? And really what you're arguing for is, I'm kind of lazy, so give me, so make it easier. <laughs> make it easier. I don't make it easier. It. You're not really worried about that thing. You're just lazy. Okay. But at NPR.org, I read an opinion article, and I always say I say this, so full disclosure, we are think-piecing our way into disaster in this country, but this woman um, brings up an interesting point, and she says, I want you, the school, when I send my kid to school, and a lot of you are facing back to school here, uh, you know, either already or this week or yeah. sometime soon, I want the school... To take my kid's cell phone from them. Take my kid's phone. Now, what she's worried about here is, is that the cell phone isolates the human. That it gives you this source of entertainment and interaction without needing another person. And that school is designed for you to learn how to fit into social situations, interact with people that you like and don't, interact with people who are similar and dissimilar to you, and that that is a huge part of what school does for you. I would agree this has always been my argument against homeschooling students is that I believe that putting a kid into social situations as early as humanly possible only will benefit them. 
Yeah, I mean, at its best, that's the that's what's supposed to happen in schools. I guess maybe you could make the point of that's at its best. What is it at its real? So, you know what I mean? Yes. So she says now what's happening in schools is that when you get breaks now, kids are running to the lockers or running to wherever their phones are. So now at lunch, instead of you like socializing, a lot of like the lonerish type kids are now like all alone only looking at their phone, not talking to anybody. And she says, I think she's saying that we're creating this loner away from society mentality. And we know the cell phone. We already know. We've done enough studies on it. It depresses you. It releases dopamine into the brain at rates where you should not get it. And then it leaves you feeling unsatisfied in the end. We've known there's they've done a million studies on it. Now, can I make the argument of like... Well, that's your relationship or that's most people's relationships with their phone. My kid isn't addicted to his phone. He, you know, he uses it in the appropriate settings. Fine. That's fine for your house. But this is the standard for everyone. I guess much like a gun. It's like it's not the the gun that's doing the evil or the the cell phone that's causing it. It's your relationship with it. Yeah, but you don't need your cell phone in school. Like, I know what it's going to be. What about an emergency? All right. Well, the school has been able to reach every parent since my parents were in school. Since I was in school. Yeah. So, like, that hasn't changed now. And I guess really what it comes down to is much like a snow day where, like, every parent gets that text message once they call school. It's not like you have to wait for Fox 8's news scroll to say, like, Perry Township schools are closed or anything like right. that. Although you, you should go to WRQK.com yes. for school closing. Which, for some reason, God, dude, that is, like, the number one website thing we have. And it's like, guys, you get this on your phone. What do you, why do we have to come to our website for? But keep going, dude. Keep going. You're just making it. I mean, dude, look at look at you just assuming all parents are good. Um. So with that being said, you're right. In an emergency situation, <clears throat> even at the worst, like, yo, there's a school shooting because that's where I think we all go when we talk emergency situation sure. at school, right? Is okay. Yeah. Worst case scenario, there is a school shooting. There's okay. an active shooter. Now I want my kid to have my phone during that. Well, but for what? Like, what are they going to are like? Okay, so they call you. And I guess maybe, well, that's my child's last opportunity to say, Mom, I love you, as they're getting shot by their classmate or whatever. But, like, but I mean, what are you, the parent, going to do if there's an active school shooter and your team calls you? Well, you're not, not only... You're not, not going in there and saving them. Not only that, but could I not make the argument that really the only thing that the student's cell phone gives us in, the, in, 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 in school shootings is video and audio for CNN to roll, 911 calls for you and I to air, that it doesn't really like. Does it ever really help law enforcement? I don't know. Maybe I've, there's probably been a couple of times, so I don't want to go overboard with that. But like more often than not, I don't think. I don't think your kid like. Are they relying on the kids to call nine one one? I mean, maybe they are. I don't know, but. It's going to be one of those things where seconds matter, and it's like, okay, so you saw this happen, or, or you know, you're in the classroom where the shooting started. Maybe the teacher's already dead, therefore not able to call via the school. You know what I'm saying? There's something <clears throat> there where it's like, yeah, those seconds do matter, so we can't, like, totally discredit that. We can't. You know what? And for an emergency situation like that, let me ask this question. Now, money's the answer. Okay. The money's always the answer on what's going to stop us to this. But if a bank can have a silent alarm where you press a button and it reaches out to the police department, why do we not have school shooter silent alarms in schools? Every teacher, where every, every desk. teacher has an access to it, or you know what I mean? Where it's like, so we don't need. I don't think your student. Act, this is my point: is that there are end arounds on everything you can tell me on why your student needs the cell phone in their pocket. 
Right? I mean, my parents didn't have it. My parents were able to deliver my lunch to me when I forgot it. They were able to come get me for a doctor's appointment when they were able to call and get me out of school. They were able to, they were able to find out I didn't have school and so without the cell phone. So why the world didn't change that much? Did it? You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I, I don't really believe it did. My point, Fantone, is that I don't believe the world really changed that much. I believe you've become so reliant on this thing that you believe the world has changed enough to where you absolutely have to have this thing at all times. Where I don't believe that's true. I think you're, I think you just feel that way. I mean, a thing that I, I've kind of like, I can remember when phones kind of came out and they were kind of like, not what they are now, not the smartphones that we all have okay. now. We didn't have the necessary addiction. And like places of employment, it was legit like you do not have your phone with you. You're not allowed to be on it. You're not allowed to check it at any point or anything like that. Right. And now it's like very acceptable, I feel like, for most employees to have their phone and be like on it for at least a little bit of their day where like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you're right. That was 100% unacceptable. There was no like, okay, well, this is all right. No. Like, But now that we're all and managers are sitting around their phones you know while, while they're on shift like well why employees are going to be too now i would imagine i mean what's the going on with the cheating in high school with an iphone i mean remember i mean like there in movies like girls used to write answers on their boobs and then open up their shirt and be like oh my god the answer is c now you have google in your pocket i was always writing them on my shoes that was always kind of my yeah. thing was like the bottom of the shoes there yeah, so i could one. sit there and sit there and look at it um, I did see that Perry High School or Perry City Schools not or Perry Perry Township Schools not allowing phones in their in their in their schools this year. I like it. I like it. I, I think we know the cell phone just depresses you. It makes you feel worse. And the, the nonstop judging. We always we hear with the Instagram, right? Like, you know, it used to be you'd go to school. Maybe if you got teased a little bit, you went home, you had dinner, you got away from it. Nobody's getting away from it anymore. I do agree that I think removing of that thing for I mean, we're seeing bars do this. Where they're doing like non-technology nights where it's like, nah, dude, you're not allowed to have your phone in here because what's happening is people are going into bars and nobody's talking to one another anymore because you're just like sucked into the black screen. We have a show called Black Mirror on Netflix and that's what it's for. It's like it's that they say it's like that's why they called it that is because when your phone's on, that's what it, it looks like. I just I, I don't see a reason why your kid has to have that thing all day in there and that. Yeah, I think honestly schools where you go to learn everything, not just arithmetic. So you learn how to like act as a person in and out of society and that forcing yourself to interact with people all day without without being able to escape that I think ultimately is good. September the 15th, the Hall of Fame City Comic Con comes back to the Canton Civic Center. Fantone and I will be on site hosting your cosplay contest again, looking for a few mercies to show up there from Overwatch. Watch. That's just a personal request. We do have tickets. Let's send caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Be right back with one more Stansberry Show. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. 8 o'clock. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Also send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Justin Timberlake, part of that, we'll send you. There was a rumor that Netflix was going to add commercials in there. They're saying, now, look, that rumor's false. We're not doing it. They're not going to do it. My guess is, get ready for the rate to raise. My guess is Netflix leaked the rumor. Hey, ads are coming. People start to freak out. Then Netflix goes, Shh, no, they're not. We'll never do it to you. And then, oh, by the way, we're probably going to have to raise our rate here a little bit. And you'll go, oh, okay, well, that's better than that. 
I my guess is Netflix is the one who leaked that information out, and then 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 you'll end up getting the lesser of two evils, and you won't care so much, and you'll cough up the money. Smart. It's actually very very smart. Threaten them with what they don't want, and then oh, but now give us what give us what we want. It'll happen. You uh, very very smart. You have Hulu, and you said those have, that has commercials, right? It does. Hulu with live TV comes <laughs> with some ads. And then when and when you watch like if you go back and like watch like some of you binge watch like some of the old uh, sitcoms, yeah, you'll get some of it. It's not that bad though. It's actually not that bad. So would you rather have no like no ads and a little bit extra, or would you rather have ads? And a little bit cheaper. I will always fight for ads. A, I want to know cool things I want to buy. And B, my business is driven by advertising. And so I will never fight against advertising because that's how I have electricity. And that's how people who work at TV need electricity too. And you know what? I need to know what to buy. And so I don't, I will never demonize advertising ever as my entire business model is based on it. Now, there is something on Netflix as that I'm always the guy, you just hate everything. You don't like anything. No, I hate Thanos and SummerSlam. Like, but I I like most things. And there is something on Netflix I liked last night or that I started watching uh, yesterday that I liked a, a great deal. Now again, I always say this. This is the kind of stuff I like. Um I like real stuff, right? And um they have a new documentary series out called I Am a Killer. And this is all about um, men and women. I haven't seen a female episode yet. I'm sure there's one uh, down the road who are on death row, who have been uh, who have been convicted of capital murder, and have been given um, the sentence to be put to death. And it's kind of their story. Um, should they be on death row? Should they not? Um, you know, years later, now new information's coming out, and. Um, so it's, it, it will really play into, and really, I, I wanted to tell Fanton about this because he feels pretty strongly that we should not have the death penalty. Now I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I think it's a little strange, um, but I don't care. I don't care that we do it. Um, but it, we probably get it wrong more than, more than not. Um, I just don't care about it. Yeah. I was going to say, I want to make it clear. It's not that I don't think people deserve to die, nor is it that like, oh, the rights of these prisoners, that's not what it is. I just do not have enough faith in the judicial system of the United States of America to believe you're going to get it right a hundred percent of the time. And if you're not going to get it right a hundred percent of the time, probably shouldn't be in the business of killing people. Yeah. I, um, uh, yeah, there was actually the first episode I watched. I was like, uh, I don't know if this dude should be on death row for this. Um, he was there, um, didn't pull the trigger. There wasn't that. Mm. Like, he drove a car that, mm. that, that ended up. Uh, so he drove the person to the crime. He claims he didn't know the guy was going to shoot the dude. Um, that one felt a little strange to me. I was like, ah, and I even said, I was hanging out with some friends. I was like, I wouldn't have put this kid on death row. Now, as everything else, when you watch a documentary, um, at the end of the day, that person who made that documentary has some sort of an agenda, whether it's what you agree with or not. Dramatic music can make anything seem like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's why, honestly, it's why one of the reasons I want to talk about, we're talking about this documentary series. It's on Netflix. It's called I am a killer and it's really good. But my thing is, dude, they screwed up making a murderer. So, like, when we're talking about death row sentences and, like, be, like sentences being, like, you know, exonerating people and the things and go, should we really be doing documentary series that are not 100% factual? Should anything be left up? I mean, I don't know if that's okay. I mean, at that point, I think you're going to be able to debate, well, then should any documentary be made? Because no matter what, there's going to be some level of, like, eh, this is a gray area. Well, that's a fair point. I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's because there's people always say, well, get your bias out of it. Well, you can't. You can't. I don't care who you are. You can't get your, I, I can't keep my bias out of stuff I talk about in here. There's no way to do that. There's absolutely no way to do and that. And if there, if there was, it wouldn't be what 
you want it. Well, you wouldn't be any good. Right. I mean, like, if it was just, like, completely dry cut in fact of, like, here's, you know, here's the X's and O's of everything, it's like, well, dude, nobody really wants to be a part of that one either. Um, also worth noting, especially when you start talking about murderers and people on death row and stuff like that, I can't guarantee all of them, but I'm going to say most of them are chronic habitual liars. So, like, you start looking at that, and you're like, wait a second, he didn't do this, point. he said this, and it's like, nah, hold on, dude, this guy, you know what I mean? That's like, a great point. That's a great point. You know what else I noticed, too, with the jail system is, is that the first episode, this dude's, like, legitimately crazy. He's been in jail since I was something like 16, in and out of jail all the time, right? But they put him in, they don't call it solitary confinement anymore. They call it close quarters or something like that. Okay. Close management is what they call it. They call okay. it close management. Um, because welcome to the PC culture, right? And they basically said, look, it makes people worse. And so much so, dude, that he got a knife while he was in close management. And sometimes close management not full-blown solitary. It's the same kind of cell, but sometimes they will put you in there with somebody else. He killed the guy that was in the room because he wanted to get out of close management because the treatment's better on death row than it is when you get in trouble in jail and they put you in close management. So let me ask you this question. If death row's as bad of an image as we're going to get so bad that we kill you, why is the treatment on death row any, why is it good? Like, you get to go outside, you get to lift weights, you get to play basketball, you get, you, like, you get your own kitchen, like, the, the food's different. Like, so why is the treatment really, really good, but then if you're in trouble, we put you in closed management? It's so weird when it comes to prison sentences, in my opinion, where it's like, what is the end goal here? Is your end goal to punish the prisoner, or is your end goal to rehabilitate the well, prisoner? I think that's where things start, like, that's where things start colliding and, 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 and the and answer's an issue. The answer's like half and half, and uh, I actually said this to the, to the person I was watching the show with. I looked at her and I said, look, I said, so you see this all about close man? I said, sooner or later, dude, Twitter's going to get a hold of this. And the argument will be, I don't know. I mean, so, you know, these people still have rights. Should we, you know, it's solitary, is it? Say, And I said, and eventually, you think this is crazy. I was like, in 20 years, we're going to be having the debate about whether or not we jail prisoners at all. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's like work. You just, you go do jail like 10 hours a day and then you get to go home to your family so we don't make you a worse criminal. Like, if you don't think that we're going to end up arguing this way, of course we will. I told you sooner or later people were going to use these, you know, identity politics to be like, no, I'm allowed to sleep with young people. And we already got like, we already got college professors out there arguing that pedophilia is just a sexual orientation. As I told you, that argument would be coming. Sure enough, here it is. Sooner or later, because of documentaries like this, oh my God, we're mistreating these criminals. Sooner or later, somebody's going to be arguing that we shouldn't have prisons at all. I just hope I'm dead before that happens. Scott from Waiting for Next year.com will join us and your trip out to Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival is next on Rock 106. Show Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069 online at wrqk.com. About to send you out to Vegas momentarily. First, we have to talk to our good buddy Scott from winningfornextyear.com at WFNY Scott on Twitter. Scott, let's just start right here. I opened the show with it, but we might as well do it uh, with you for people who may have missed it. Um, I love telling people when I'm right, and man, did I get this one wrong. I really did not believe Josh Gordon would be back and be ready for week one. I just did not see it. Um, I, I had heard there were going to be issues with Josh Gordon. I was called crazy. Two days later, Josh Gordon leaves camp. I believe then pretty much assuring that I was right, that there were issues with Josh Gordon. But he is back. Um, I didn't see it happening. Now, this is obviously going to be a huge, huge upswing for this Cleveland Browns team, right? Yeah, I mean, it never hurts to have uh, a player as talented as him on the roster. Um, the the issue, of course, is always going to is going to be as as it has been with Josh's entire career, is how much faith you put into him being around long term, right? I mean, and when I say long term, I mean 
the, you know, maybe the season. You know, I think if you get, I think 10 games out of him would be, would right. be a, a huge win. Um, just because of how unaccountable, you know, he has, has been his entire career. So it's great to have him back. Um, you know, I don't know if they're necessarily out of the woods yet, uh, regarding, cause he's on the non, non, uh, football injury list. So he's not practicing yet. He's back with the team, which is, which is huge because uh, if you remember back when, I think we were talking about it a year or so ago. Um, you know, my big thing is with the NFL when they when they suspend these guys for their for their demons, kicking them out of the locker room and not letting them have that infrastructure of people looking out for them um, is is a huge. I think it's a huge misstep on the league's part. Um, I get suspending players and not letting them play, um, but not having them still be in the in the wide receivers' room and being a, being immersed in that culture and that structure and that you know schedule. I agree. It makes no um, sense. I, I, I don't. I don't think that's a that's a good thing at all. Um, and you know, so, so I'm glad he's allowed to be back and just hanging out. And when they're feeling he's ready, I think that'll be that'll be great. So now that Josh Gordon is back, as we're talking to uh, Scott from WinningForNextYear.com, are we still interested in Dez? I think for the right price and for the right uh, role, uh, it'll. It, I, you know, and I, I said this last week. You know, Dez is doing a good job of making it look like if it doesn't happen, that it's on the Browns. Um, which you know that that he's, he's the master of controlling that kind of narrative. Where I, you know, if I'm if I'm John Dorsey, I'm like, listen, you need to come in here, and you might you might get 45, you know, receptions this year, 50 maybe. Um, you're not going to get a lot of targets because we have a guy in Jarvis Landry who's going to get the ball thrown to him 10 times a game. We have Duke Johnson out of the backfield. We have Carlos Hyde, by the way, out of yeah. the backfield. You, yeah. you know, we have David and Joker. We have a lot of players who were invested in long term who are going to get the ball. You might get a couple red zone targets. You might be able to stretch the field for us. But if you're coming here thinking you're going to get a better contract, you know, next year, you know, we need you to embrace this role. And I think that'll be up to Dez. So, um, I again, I don't think you count your chickens with Josh. I don't think you make a decision based on whether he's here or not. I think you just have to assume he's not, and then you you can add quality. I think you go and do it. You know, we got two weeks out before the uh, the first official game of the season, so it's not like there's a ton of time left for Josh Gordon to get in sync with Terod Taylor and 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 you know the rest of that wide receiver core, especially if they're not practicing him right now. Because mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping, dude, go get you, go lace your cleats up, let's get you out there. I, I don't know if I necessarily buy into this thought, but I've had it a couple times. Do you have any concern of Josh Gordon not being? I don't want to say physically ready for the season, but do you have any concern of him coming out and not? being ready to play NFL football, being in the correct shape, being in the correct mindset? Uh, no, I, I mean, he looks better than ever. I mean, some of the, I mean, I know these videos are meant to do that, but all that stuff he's sharing, all the images he's sharing of his workouts and everything, I mean, I can't think of him looking in better shape. And, you know, he's always weirdly been the kind of guy who, I mean, he led the league in, in receiving playing, you know, 10 games. I mean, he, he popped out and he, he was suspended the whole season prior. Came out of nowhere, you know, was suspended the first four games of that season, and then lit it up, you know, with a uh, with by the way a, a quarterback that he had no no business having any sort of chemistry with as well. In, in uh, it was a Brandon Whedon, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So, you know, you, so for him to be able to come and you know, and, and kudos on pronouncing Terod's name correctly. Yeah, by the way, doing our best. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, he. Uh, you know, I think Terod is the kind of player who will make it work. He's a, and again, that's why we brought it. You bring you bring him in here. You know, he's he's a, he's a consummate professional, makes good decisions, and I think he just he'll make everyone around him better just with his decision making. And I think as long as Josh is on the field, 
you know, you got to have that safety over the top, which is going to open up so much for the for the Njoku's, Johnsons, and Landry's of the world. And if anybody wants to cheat up, Gordon will just blow right by him. And I think just having that weapon will mean so much for everybody involved. I agree, and that's what I kept. That's why I kept freaking out about it. Is everybody goes, "What are you so worried about, Josh Gordon? For we got Jarvis Landry." But yeah, but without Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry is never going to be open because you can double and triple him. So like you got like if they know that's your weapon, that's why you need another weapon. That's why the wideout's always the most dangerous guy in the field, and that's why he's normally your number one. And you know that's what people are like you're making too much. And it's like no, I'm not. Like this is going to be a big deal. It's like I want. Josh Gordon for Jarvis Landry. That's why I want it. Now, I want to talk about a little bit about Baker Mayfield because I think the Browns are lying here. Now, I know John Dorsey drafted Aaron Rodgers, didn't play him. Then he drafted Patrick Mahomes, didn't really play him, right? And so, like, he's shown a, an ability to be patient. But maybe I'm making too much of this, but if we're not going to see Baker at all, what the hell is he playing almost three quarters in preseason games for? What are these reps this year? It's like polling data for the next presidential election. What is the polling data from today going to do for me? Nothing. So, like, they're obviously planning on playing him at some point because they're trying to get him ready to play him at some point, right? Well, I mean, I, I can't remember what they did with Aaron and, and Patrick during the preseason. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I hesitate to read too much into any of this stuff, to be honest, because, uh, you know, it could, it could be – they could be just. They could be doing this just to see and work on certain plays to see if he can improve in certain sets. You know what I mean? Just okay. like when a pitcher goes out in spring training and throws nothing but curveballs. You know, when he has the best fastball in baseball, but he's working on his curve. I think there's just a way to, you know, kind of you know, you know, have have the best of both worlds a little bit. Get the kid the reps. See what he can do under pressure. You know, if you if you're, I'm not saying they're concerned about his footwork, but say you're concerned about his footwork in certain situations. You know, keep running him into those situations so he can improve that. Um, you know, whether that means he's going to play or not, I don't think it matters. They know Drew Stanton can play in the NFL. I mean, they right. know he can go out there and he can, he can be a professional quarterback. You know, so when you have that, you know, you want, you want Taylor to get the first team reps. You know, Stanton can play. Um, you know, so in between that, I mean, use, use those, use the rest of that time to just, you know, work on the kid. I don't, I, I don't, I don't see any downside with it outside of the fact that it really, really teases fans because he looked really good again. You know, the other night and in some of his decision making and his ability to go through his progressions at, at such a young age. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that I think, A, I mean, Sal Palantonio said it. He's way closer to, you know, to Rod Taylor than everybody's telling you. He's way closer to starting than they're telling you. As a matter of fact, I believe Sal said he looks like a 10 year vet right now, which is, did you tell the Browns fan base that there's a quarterback that looks like a 10 year starter? in the league right now in camp, that's what they're going to want. Now, I love Terod Taylor. I love that signing. And I know a lot of people say to me, well, you know, on third and eight, he throws a lot of third and fives, and we end up punting or maybe field goals. But, again, you and I have talked extensively about, you know, the, um, you know, the red zone turnovers with Deshaun Kaiser. Um, and I, I'll take a punt or, or a field goal versus those. I also think... Uh, Terod Taylor's probably never had the weapons, especially now if Josh Gordon's going to be back that he'll have with this team, so maybe he will be able to convert those third and eights versus those other things that have happened. But we saw with Hugh Jackson a tendency to be like, ah, put this quarterback in, ah, take this quarterback out, put this quarterback in, put this one back out, and now he's got two guys who can actually play. So that kind of decision-making, isn't he going to be more tempted to be like, ah, no, 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 get Baker in there, no, 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 come back out. Like, dude, are they going to maybe Deshaun Kaiser, Baker Mayfield? No, I don't think so. I hope not. Um, I, I, one, I, one, I don't think Hugh's going to get that leverage again. I think, I think, you know, he, Hugh, Hugh's on thin ice here, and I think if he were to start doing stuff like that with with with, with Baker, um, 
that that'd be it. Um, you know, and I and I do realize they said last year they're going to roll with Kaiser in good times and bad, but you know, Hugh, you know, kind of made that bad. But I think with Haley, you know, running the offense and, and Dorsey kind of running personnel, I don't think he will get the the chance to do it. I also think Deshaun. I also think Mayfield is just an exponentially better quarterback than Deshaun Kaiser. Well, that's true. And I and I don't and I, and, and I don't believe that they'll be faced with that with that decision. I um I I hope you were right about that. Do you believe? I believe this. I believe that Todd Haley was hired and told, look, I didn't hire Hugh. He's here. The record's obviously not great. We didn't want to rock the boat too much. We want to get this thing stabilized, and then we'll figure out what we're going to do. Haley, just come in, be patient. If things don't go work out, do you believe he was told he's the coach in waiting? I don't. I can't you know, say for certain. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. But the, the issue will be if Hugh gets fired, it's because of offense. Um, That's fair. Um, if, if, you, if you then it's it's on uh, Todd Haley. It's on it's on Haley, right? So the issue becomes, you know, you you, you can't you can't sabotage too much, right? I mean, you need right. if, you're, if if that's if that's what you're trying to do, because there's a lot of people who are giving the Browns more 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 wins than you know than than last season because of the improved defense. So if if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna be losing games fourteen to three twenty one seven you know on down the line. You know, I don't know how you make the case for the offensive coordinator to be the uh, to be the next head coach. That's a fair point. That's Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. He joins us every Monday at 8. Today was no exception. Buddy, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for joining us, man. Sounds good, man. Take care. Absolutely. We're going to send you out to Vegas. Also, Kelsey Grammer feels like he has the proof positive way to make sure you don't cheat on your wife. We'll give you that after sending you out to Vegas right now. Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, text the keyword LUCKY to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info, standard data, and message supply. That's LUCKY to 200-200. Good luck from Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Sending you out to Las Vegas again coming up at 9 o'clock. 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Justin Timberlake, part of that, will send you. Tomorrow on the show, 9 o'clock, New Tour Tuesday. Listen to this. You're getting new Everlast. Okay. New Cole Swindell. All right. New Disturbed. All part of that tomorrow. Looking forward to that one. I like all three of those artists. And finally, Rock 106.9 will play another Everlast song. You got to give him credit on that What It's Like song. I mean, that song has stood the test of time. 20 years later, dude. Still getting bumped. Stood the test of time that song had. Well, dude, when Fat Stacks Max is out there on the corner with drugs, yeah, dude, of course you're gonna, you got to play that 20 years later. And it's better than, jump around! Jump around! Uh, God, I hated all that. Sound like trash. Kelsey Grammer's had a problem keeping his D in his pants. Okay. Like, he's a known, like, fornicator. Okay. And uh, I guess he's been married. I, was this, this is like, fifth time I think he's married now? Why? Why? Why, dude? You're just going to cheat on her. You know you are. Well, yeah, but dude, you're making it about him and you can't. You got to make it about her. And dude, what happens is, is that Kelsey Grammer's like, yeah, dude, I mean, you either marry me or I'm leaving. I mean, dude, I mean, women ask for, for these relationships. You do. You ask for these relationships where you get cheated on and left. You do. Because you force guys who don't want to marry you into marrying you. 
because you're too lazy to pack up your things and go. You're too afraid to try to find another. I put three, I put three of my best years into him. Three of my best. And it's like you're forcing dudes into doing what they don't want to do. So of course they end up banging the secretary, you idiot. But couldn't dude just be like, no, I'm not going to marry you. See you later. I think maybe at some point, right? You're Kelsey Grammer. And it's like, dude, I don't want to have to call like, I don't know, like the the bunny ranch to get a date for the red carpet? Call one of these 8 million hoes that you have available to you. You've been putting your D inside of everything you can find for the past 20, 30, 40 years, however famous, how long you've been famous. I don't see the logic. I don't. Well, dude, I don't know. In the Me Too era, you really want to just be out there randomly slinging around? Kelsey Grammer felt me up at the Oscars, right? Like that's I wouldn't want that. So don't you just stick with what you got, and then what you got is like either you do this or you don't. So like he's... Well, but then you stick something else, though, because that's the thing. If yes, if it was like, all right, well, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to grip my teeth and go through it and, and whatever. But the dude is just constantly sleeping with other women. So it doesn't matter to him. I guess he got a tack, like a tattoo of his new wife's name near his genitals. Oh, jeez, dude. As like a, I'm oh, not geez, going to cheat dude. on you. Which you're Kelsey Grammer. So like if any woman's going home with you. She knows you're married. You think she sees the tattoo and goes, nope, nope, nope. The tattoo's where... Now, maybe it's like, you know, you see a picture of the kids on the end table. You got to, like, slam it down before you can cheat on your wife. I mean, maybe. Or maybe you see the tattoo and think of, like, what am I doing right now? Like, what am I doing right now? Like, maybe, but I doubt it. Like, you've shown, dude, you're a serial fornicator. Like, dude, it's in you. Do you think that's more for him or more for the woman that he's trying to, like, stay away from? Because, like... I think it's for the wife. Oh, I, just just the the. Oh no, don't worry about it. I'm not going to cheat on you. I think it's ownership, and I think it's the wife of. I think it's the wife trying to make herself feel better. Of well, if this happens, he won't do it. Well, because yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have zero clue. Like you said, I think it's his fifth wife or whatever. Something I have, like fourth or fifth. I yeah. have zero clue who was before the fourth wife, but I can guarantee you, she was. She was still in place when the fourth wife came around. Well, that's exactly right. He was no. He was dating. He was married to one of those people, like on the orange like uh, housewives. He was like married to one of those and okay. then he then he began seeing Kate Walsh who he's now marrying or ma- now married to you'll have to forgive I don't really know which one I, I mean dude by no stretch of the imagination am I like well dude just go ahead and cheat on your wife because whatever but like you've established yourself as this person this is who you are that's who you want to be you want to be out there banging other chicks and like if that's who you're going to be Embrace it and live with it, but this, this like, oh well, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a tattoo next to my balls, and that's gonna stop me from cheating. No, it's not, dude. No, it's not. Because you're right. If there's a female going home with you, she don't care. She doesn't care about that. She cares that you're Kelsey Grammer. You think she cares about whether or not you're married or not? You're first of all, she's gonna be 35 years younger than you, right? So she's all of a sudden gonna care about that you're married, right? Maybe, maybe in the sense of like. But no, because I can't come up with any sort of like situation where that would be a deterrent to anyone. You either A, know that you're the other woman and that's what you're going for. You don't care or whatever. Or like B, you know he's married and it's, 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 I don't want to say it's like a part of the appeal to it, but it's probably a part of the appeal to it is like, dude, yeah, I am banging this married dude. So I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the way to not cheat on your wife is to keep your penis in your pants. Yeah. I mean, dude, you're either a cheater or you're not. I'm not sure a tattoo is really going to stop. Stop. Yeah, you're either the kind of person who thinks about the fact that you're about to hurt somebody and destroy your life or you're not. And uh, I'm not sure a tattoo is going to stop that. And it's definitely not going to stop one of, like, one of these, you know what I mean, like gold digging whores to be like, no, right. no, 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 sorry. Now, you would think that would be like, first of all, tattooing somebody's name on you, I think is really, really dumb. Yeah, no, so do I. I. I think that's really, really dumb. Now, I saw a worse tattoo than that at, the, at WGAR's Country Jam over the weekend. Okay. 
I can't wait to hear what it is. Is it a dipper? Can you get a tattoo so, of a dipper in there? This guy had a bad two coming and going. Okay. Okay. So he's walking away from the stage as I'm staring at the stage. My date kind of like taps me. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Look. I look up. This guy's older than me. Okay. And he's disheveled. Right. No shirt, obviously. Hell yeah. Because come on. Jake Owen's getting ready to play. No shirts. Right. And uh, he's got no shirt, long hair, beard hasn't been trimmed in forever. And, dude, everything's gray. Like, everything. Skin, hair, all of it. <laughs> everything's gray, right? And he's walking at me. And you just see this prison tat that just across his chest says, Juggalo! <laughs> right? No, way. Shocker. Wait. Okay. Underneath it, that was in, like, green. Okay. Underneath it, the hatchet man in red. Of course. You juggalos. <laughs> Dear God. Why are you at Country Fest if you're a juggalo? What's going on in your life? Oh, it's all Kid Rock, right? <laughs> it's all Kid Rock. Right? So it says juggalo there, and he's got like he has got you know, he's got the, the, the hatchet dude, right? Which is a pretty bad tattoo. So I feel like that's probably the worst tattoo I'm gonna see. Probably. Nope. The guy goes right by us, same guy, turn around, and on his back. He has the shape of a license plate right above his ass. And it <laughs> like a sa- tramp stamp? And it says <laughs> tramp inside of it. He got a license plate. He got, he got a vanity tramp license plate as a tramp stamp tattoo, 55 years old. That was also in red. Bro, you had Juggalo written on your chest. We know you're a tramp. You might as well just said loser on the back. <laughs> we got it, Holmes. We got it. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106-1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106-9. I just realized, dude, <laughs> that I am that I will be I will have attended not one. But two country shows this week uh, by uh, by Thursday night's end. As Thursday night at Blossom, Jason Aldean and Luke Combs roll into town, and I'll be right there. I cannot wait. Dude, I am a huge... I almost bought a Country Jam t-shirt. Like, that almost happened. That almost happened. And I was like, yeah, it's the same company. I bet if I email the promotion staff, I could probably... probably. I, bet, I bet I could probably grab one of those, right? Probably. And so I was like, yeah, no, 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 I'm not doing that. But I am buying a Jason Aldean shirt Thursday night on my way out of Blossom. That's happening. And it's weird. Like, I feel like if there's a rock band I like, like, okay, I do this all the time, right? I defend Nickelback. And I actually do enjoy some of their music. But I'm not rocking a Nickelback t-shirt. Like, I'm not doing that. I'll listen to music. I'll even go. But I'm not wearing a t-shirt. Right. And I've kind of felt the same way about country music. I have, like, I have an Eric shirt shirt. Like, Eric, Eric church shirt, t- shirt, shirt, shirt. I have a church shirt. <laughs> that was hard. That, that is hard. <laughs> that, that's difficult there. And I feel weird wearing it. But I am going to buy a Jason Aldean t-shirt and maybe a cowboy hat. <laughs> do, do not. I no, repeat, no cowboy I repeat Dan Sansbury. No. Do not no. buy a cowboy hat. No, no, no. no, no. I, will, I will not do I will not do that. Um, but yeah. That'll no. be a good show, though. I don't give a damn about Jason Aldean, but like... He's really good, though. Dude, I mean, Blossom Music Center. You beers. know what I mean? Beers, good weather. Like, I'm sure that's going to be a lot of fun, dude. So Friday show's going to suck? No, we're not in here. Oh, even better. No, even took, better. No, I took a personal day. No, I yanked the show out the air. No, no, no. Okay. Screw that. Oh, I'm, I'm sleeping in. You kidding me? Yeah, he's clean shaved, Jason. I got the cover off 68. Yeah, got the cover off it. You got to get the cover Dude, off. Dude, he's so good live. He's so much fun live. 
It's going to be a good time. All right. I uh, wait till you hear this. All right. They claim here that these are the, like the hottest things to say to a woman in bed. This is what they want to hear. Okay. And dude, I think this is probably something most dudes need to hear. This is always that Seinfeld episode to me when it's dirty talking. Like dudes have no idea what to say. Zero clue. I would agree. And again, um, the female orgasm can be tricky, right? And uh, women are really big into the foreplay. They like that. But also, I think that saying the right thing is going to help uh, bring out that orgasm than just like pile driving away at it. Like yeah. it's a little seduction ish. There's a little seduction in it. There's a little bit, you know what I mean? There's some stuff going on there. And, um, uh, you know, whisking somebody away mentally is going to help put them in the moment. Yeah. I would say orgasms are probably half physical and half mental. So, like, yeah, I could, I, I could definitely see that happening on the list of things you that they want you to say is, uh, and I, uh, I would not start. With this particular one. Okay. And I don't know if Gaffigan got a hold of this and was like, watch this. Okay. But apparently referring to, um, well, it's a region as, uh, and I have also, I have always said that it's the original Hot Pocket. Okay. You know what I mean? And, uh, and uh, they're, uh, but they say referring to it as a, as a Hot Pocket. Is is what and I disagree. Oh, I'm going to disagree 100, percent bro. First of all, terrible advice out of the gate. Hot pockets are carbon calorie filled. I don't think you know. No woman wants to be referred to that way. Yeah, dude. If I referred to it as a hot pocket, my girlfriend wouldn't touch me again for a year. Imagine doing the the gaff again, like right in there. Hot pocket, dude. Come on, no, no, not good. I disagree with that one. Now I have always said, like I said, I referred to it that way, but I wouldn't do it. Need is a word that people want that, that women want to hear in bed. Like you need this, or I need you. Uh, okay, it's good. Okay, it's good. One. Now, now I don't know if you can necessarily turn that into like, well, if I say I need, you know, the back door, then she's gonna have to. But if you give her that, like, I need you, or I need, you know what I mean? I need you to, do, or th- even just looking at her, like, I needed this. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, dude, making people feel wanted is going to be a huge portion, right? One hundred percent. That's 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 good advice right there. So, Much better than hot pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good one, Phantom Dice. Yeah. Right. Nice. I, I like it. He's paying attention there. Referring to your penis as um, there are words here. I'm not allowed to use this one. Um, it's the third letter in the alphabet. Okay. Referring to your to your penis by that particular word. Okay. Apparently is 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 hot for the women. Well, there's so many different things that we can call your penis, I guess. But like, you're right in that sexual. <laughs> yeah, but unsatisfying is not going to get it done <laughs> in that sexual moment. You have to refer to it as something, and more likely than not, I probably you see. Yeah, it just sounds pornish. It sounds dirty. It, it, it sounds impressive, almost. It's like, yeah, dude, a real a C right here. Honestly, yes, you're right. The C word feels very much like. Monument. Okay. You know, okay. I mean? like look at this thing. Look okay. at it. Look at it. Um, another word women want to hear, and I would imagine this is true. Um, as I would imagine that women have some self conscious issues over this, the way men do penis size, is that women want to hear the word tight. 
Let's not go real far in All here, right. Pantone. I let's not. <laughs> I, I don't break right now. I don't, I don't trust you a whole lot in there. But I would imagine that yes, that women are that, that that's a word people much like a guy wants to hear how big his penis is. I'm sure a woman wants to hear that, right? Yeah, I mean, you certainly wouldn't want to use the 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 opposite there. You wouldn't want to be like, oh man, things are just so loose right now, man. Just feeling, you know, look at the size of this hallway, <laughs> right? So so yeah, tight yeah. tight works. Yeah, I uh, yeah yeah yeah. Tight would work. Their name is something that they want to hear in bed a lot, which I'm a big fan of. This one, like I like saying things like, like "What are they saying?" Uh, I, uh, 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 oh, hey, you insert name there. Okay. God, you're so hot. Like, and, and with the name there, I think it helps. And they normally, yeah, you normally gets a good reaction. Yeah, because you're putting that attention once again on her, and you're kind of putting that spotlight on her. And look, I remembered. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a big that that's a big one there. Um, the other uh, word they like, it's another C word. I feel like we all know what we're waiting for there okay. at the end there that they like, they really like that word a lot. Now, I was surprised. I held this one for last because I was surprised because this is so adjacent to another word that women claim that they hate. But a word women want to hear more in the bedroom this worries me with Phantom in the room. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> is wet. Okay. Now, I would imagine telling a woman that. Like, hey, guess what this is? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm trying to be as clean as I possibly can with it. Like, I'm willing to bet that that's much pretty good. Like... Let me get, you know what I mean? Like, let me go get the flippers. Uh, like, I would imagine, like, that's pretty good there. Um, letting her know, you know, the starburst is going on. Like, I'm sure she's <laughs> going to be a pretty big fan. But I, the reason why I, I saved this for last is because I'm surprised by that because women are always so turned off by the word moist. Um, I guess the the description of your genitals. I mean, the the verbiage is definitely going to make a difference. Wet sounds more appealing to me than I mean, moist. It's definitely better than man. It's a little damp in here. Right, 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 right. Like God, it's like a basement down here. Uh, you don't well, want to say stuff like that. Let's get some waterproofing in here, right, dude. You don't you don't want to say stuff like that. Probably. I don't want to say anything else. As a matter of fact, <laughs> actually. So that's gonna be the end of that. We'll send you to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9. Yo, got you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106.9. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. You're a jerk. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Send you out to Las Vegas coming up at 9 o'clock. Tomorrow at 9. New Tour Tuesday. New Everlast. New Cole Swindell. New Disturbed. All part of that. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that the Disturbed song sounds a lot like every other Disturbed song ever. Oh, I didn't think of that, but it's a, it's a possibility. Manamanamana! <laughs> yeah, we know, dude. We know. Okay. That's a band that had a ton of potential when it first came out, and then it just kind of, I think, and again, they made the same song at the, you know 11,000 times, so it's not like the music like, was once great and now it's not, but there's a little bit of, I feel like sometimes he may have sent people away from the party. Like, David Draymond kind of sent me away from the party. Like, I find him to be, like, a little annoying, so I'm like, eh, all right, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out. 
I'm kind of out. Yeah, I mean, they were only ever going to be what they were going to be. Now, it's 20 years later, though, so I mean, they're done all right. A ton of their songs should still be staples at this radio station, right? Stupefy should still be a staple at Rock 106.9. Pretty good one. Guarded should still be a staple at Rock 106.9. Prayer should still be a staple at Rock 106.9. Like, dude, they, I mean, they did, they put enough hits out there for sure. Um, I would even still play their cover of Land of Confusion because I think that was probably that or Shout were the best covers that they have done. They're both good enough. I mean, and I would run those on like, oh, yeah, what about this song, too? So it's not that I'm like totally against the band, but David Draymond's an annoying human being. There's no denying it. All right. Having been a bar owner, I can tell you that um, you have to be careful about how you cultivate your crowd. Okay. Um, One of the big things that's very popular in bars these days, and a lot of bar owners will tell you that they hate them, is the digital jukebox. That's a nightmare for a bar owner because it's now not... These are the 45s that are in it. Pick one of these and you're good. Now any idiot with a $20 bill can completely change your bar. Yeah, I mean, you can download whatever you want for the most part on those, which in some hands, I'm like, all right, that makes sense, but I can quickly see how that goes wrong. Not only that, but there are apps for them, dude, so you can control jukeboxes and bars you're not in. Which is really crazy, and I've seen I've seen bar owners do this to other bars where they'll download the app, they'll take over a rival bar's jukebox and play music he they know that crowd doesn't like and force their crowd out. If you're a bar owner, it's actually a nightmare, right? Okay. So you got to carefully cultivate your audience. I understand it, but there's a bar that's being targeted now on social media because a manager who has lost his job has told everybody why he lost his job. Um, he was a manager of the Moosehead Saloon in Five Points, and he got an email from owners, from the owners. And he said, whatever is happening to my crowd and the shift in my crowd, I want it to stop now. It's gone too far. I will bring in an entire new staff if needed. You know, if you're looking for a certain type of environment and your staff isn't necessarily providing that environment, I understand how that could be frustrating, right? I mean, like if you want it to be a classy establishment, but your staff just can't live up to that, I understand why it's like, dude, what the hell? Sure. But in a follow-up conversation, the owner had told the previous manager that my business is becoming... Dear God. Here it is. Too dark. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. All Eesh. right. Well, here we go. Here we Eesh. go. Okay. Now, this guy owns several other bars and restaurants in the area. They reached out, wanted some comments. Surprise. Uh-uh. He's not saying anything. <laughs> uh-uh. But this guy's now saying that, like, he's being, you know, scapegoated for this. Like, the owner felt like, you know, th- that the... um. You know, the crowd is moving in a direction he doesn't want it, so he, so he's firing me for this. Now, I don't know why you would put this in print, I, 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 especially today. Like, you got to know, dude, you say anything in print, especially if you're firing somebody, you don't think the person's going to go online and post that? Like, you're crazy. Okay? He was fired. Now, it should be pointed out, the manager was fired was white. Okay? Um, he was fired early July. The entire staff was ordered to reapply for their jobs. 
Um, at least two African Americans were invited back. None of them um, has returned, though. They were invited but did not come back, saying, "Ah, this is the way you feel. We're probably out." Yeah, I can understand why somebody would feel like that. An African American uh, customer was denied entry because of a dress code ban on solid color shirts. The dress code has since then been removed. Um, but the owner has complained to staffers that the bar was playing too much hip hop music. Now that is if that is in your right to say, "Look, we're playing too much hip hop in here." That's in your right. And you could put that in an email, and you're fine with it. To say, like, all right, I'll give you a perfect example. There's a bar here, and I don't want to list it because I, you know what I mean. But there was a bar here that I went and had dinner at. It was like I did happy hour dinner at. Now I love hip hop music, right? I love it. But I was in there Friday, five o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody was old, and it was just like two chains everywhere. And I was like, yes, yeah, see, dude, this bar owner doesn't get it. And I even asked the, the the female bartender, I said, dude, the owner and the manager here said, everything all right? I said, no, I'm just curious. They said, no, they're not here. And I said, yeah, I can tell. So why? I said, dude, look at everybody that's in here. You guys are playing this music. You think these people sitting over here? Look at that bar. That, that's, a, that's six people sitting there. there. I said, that ticket's going to be $80 minimum. You think that you think that eighty dollar ticket wants two chains right now? Like I know your dishwasher wants it, but you gotta, dude. Like you gotta think about does that six top come back tomorrow now or next week? Now the answer is no. You gotta get your, you gotta get this stuff buttoned up. So it's not crazy to be like, hey, we're playing too much hip hop. That's fine. But to say we're getting too dark in here, like that's nuts. Black yeah. people have money. They can do. They they like food. That you know what I mean. They're gonna eat in restaurants. That's fine. It's perfectly okay. Now, obviously, you as the bar owner have the prerogative to make your bar whatever you want it to be. If you want it to be a hip-hop bar, you can certainly do that. You can make it a country bar. You've got, you know, uh, whatever whatever realm you want to push things into there. And I understand that there, with that, when you when you say, hey, we're going to be a rap bar, we're going to be a hip-hop bar, we're gonna, that's, that's what we're going to focus on, you are at that point deciding I'm more in on this than I am on country, you know, hmm. uh, people coming here. And, like, that's your decision to make. But once you start, and I mean, especially in print. Now, should you be saying that at all? No, no. no. But like, if you are, if you are trying to, if you're trying to run this establishment, you could have just started playing more country music, right? I mean, like, it, that's really what it boils down to. To me, is like, instead of saying like in print, hey, things are getting a little dark around here. Boy, it's dark, and it's only five o'clock. Must be winter. Or, and it's like, God, dude, like, do you have do you have no self preservation at all here? Do you have no awareness of the world that you live in right yeah, now? Yeah, it, it was just, and I hate terms like this, but it was a little tone deaf. Now and it's racist. There's no question. Oh, it's racist. It's not one hundred percent. Is racist. Saying you're, it's too dark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's racist. I, I do. I even want to. Yeah, let's do it. I um, I understand the concern. I do. I, I, I there's um, there's a theory in bars, and this is going to sound terrible, but it is that dude. If your bar gets tagged as urban or gay, it's hard to come back from it. It is like I've seen people. I know bar owners who have bought bars who were that that closed because they were considered to be too urban or too gay. They tried to reopen them and they can never get off the ground because people are like, nope, that's what it was tagged as and that's what it'll always be. And so like it's kind of it does it drive it, dude. There are things that drive people away from businesses. So I understand where the email came from because it's this guy's money. It's his blood, sweat, and tears. It's it, like his money's on the line. Like everybody always thinks it's like, well, dude, it's like the owner. He's got to worry about his money, but you got to worry about it smartly because now or intelligently, sorry, as I'm going to try to call somebody stupid, you have to worry about it intelligently because now I really, I feel like you're risking more money by this happening.
Like, because more and more people are going to be like, all right, now nah, I'm not going there. Like, but to protect it, I totally understand it. I do understand. It. And I've, like I've said, I've seen bars that have gone urban and it could not ever be revitalized on the other end of it. You are going to drive certain people away who will then not like want to come back. I get that. I would, I would run for a mixture of all crowds, but I would run a balance. It's much like, like a radio station, right? There are urban radio stations and then there are like, pop stations that play pop music but then sneak in the urban more rap stuff that like all people kind of be like all right well that one's kind of all right like after a little while it's like all right that one's all right we can play that it's the same thing i would run my business the very same way wide net but those digital jukeboxes those are a nightmare for a bar owner and i got like 10 people are like yeah i do that all the time it's really funny and then i just yeah you're just destroying somebody's business and now that bartender can't feed her kid because you drove out half the business cuz you think you're funny you're ruining somebody's ability to make a living. You're not being a comic, you douche. More Stansberry Show after we send you out to Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival right now. Let's go! Rock 1069 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, Tech Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. Send you out to uh, Las Vegas. Teresa will. Coming up at 11 o'clock this morning, she'll get you hooked up with your third keyword of the day. That's going to continue all throughout the day here on Rock 1069. Tomorrow, New Tour Tuesday, New Everlast, New Cole Swindell, New Disturbed, all part of that. Short week this week for us. We'll be out of the studio on Friday, then a full week next week, then vacation. Pretty much right around the corner. Cannot wait. Yeah, fingers crossed it happens quickly here. I uh, I need it, bro. Our first day back from vacation will be the Monday after Brown Steelers. Ooh. So that'll be a good day to come back. Ooh. We'll be good and rested. We'll have the first NFL uh, football game underneath the belt there. Get right back into it. And... Uh, Pretty much feed up. And dude, that is going to be one way or the other. There's going to be a lot of overreaction after week one. Whether they lose or whether they win, people are going to be like oh, losing it's, their minds. It's Super Bowl or sunk after week one. Okay. Yep. That's uh, exactly if they, if they win Super Bowl. If they lose, they stink again. It'll be that. It will be that. People are telling me it's an overreaction. To think that a business could be negatively fl- affected by loading up a jukebox and like playing offensive music, if like if if you're if you're if your customer base is blue hairs, and you play shots by Little John seventy times in a row, are the blue hairs going to get up and walk out? So if you're a bar owner across the street and you know what the like you can do, I've seen it. Oh, yeah. This guy says oh, this is an overreaction. You really think it's not what I think? It's what I've seen. I've seen bar owner friends do this to other businesses and destroy their businesses with it. I don't have to think it. I watched it happen. Yeah, and I mean like that, I watched it. How is that even a stretch? I mean if you're if you are regardless of what kind of bar you are, if all of a sudden somebody throws you a curveball and you know even even if it's like even if it's in within the realm of what you want, you're okay. So you're a rock bar. If you play down with the sickness 78 times oh, in a row, God, I'm tired people, of this. Well, yeah, I mean, well, people are going to keep listening to the radio station, fingers crossed, but people are going to walk away from that. There's no question. So, like, yeah, that could totally be used as a, as, as a weapon, I guess. Absolutely. And again, I'm thinking about the woman. I'm thinking about the midday bartender. 40 years old, two kids just trying to, you know, sling Jack Daniels and Cokes to put, you know, her kid through college. But by all means, you be Mr. Funny Boy. You be Mr. Funny Boy by playing shots 75 times and ruining her life. Do it. 
Yeah, I mean, Deuce. now, 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 is every case that extreme? No, but I can definitely see plenty of of of, of ways you could use that to negatively impact business. My only point was bar owners hate those things, but they kind of have to have them because you want them in there. But but at the end of the day, I'm telling you, they do. As a guy who owned a bar with one in it, it does more damage than it does than it benefits. Very few. If you just put a jukebox in there, like George's, George's doesn't have one of those things. They got they they change the music in it all the time. They let the crowd pick what goes in it. They do it all the time, and then everybody's happy in there because that because it fits what goes on in that bar. There is a, a little bit of a hiring movement here in Canton, Ohio, as apparently our fire department. Now, I wish I could read this, but my company won't pay oh. for me to be able to read the Canton repository online. I only get six articles a month or something, and then I have to like do this. But apparently, the fire department's going to hire 10 more firefighters here in Canton, Ohio. That's kind of awesome, right? Yeah. Obviously, first responders are a very important part of any city, and I think the, uh, the firefighters of Canton, Ohio... Everyone's always like, oh, dude, we got to get more cops, which is 100% true. true. But it's like, dude, yeah, yeah, but your house could burn up, too. So let's not throw them by the wayside there. So, no, that's definitely a positive. Let me ask this question. Now, I saw a Colorado school district is going to a four-day wor- a school week, and now everybody's okay. like, that's so cool. It's actually not cool. It's because they don't have any money, and it's because they can't afford to keep teachers there in five days. That's actually sad, not cool. It's sad, right? So... Are we going to look to a hybrid cop fireman person? Like you split your week? Uh, I mean, somebody that's... Somebody, three days a week you're a cop, three days a week you're a fireman? Somebody that's trained in all three uh, forms Smart, of right? first responding? I don't think that's a terrible idea. I don't know if you would necessarily have to like have its own department there what or what then, it would be. But. What if you then said, okay, I work my shift, right? But then I can be on call as this. Or I'm on call, like you know what I mean. That's it'd be a good way to spread more bodies across more jobs and more things, right? Like I, I guess maybe there's probably a point of if you don't do the same thing every day, are you boned up on it enough to be able to save somebody? You know what I mean? Right. Things are so specialized in those fields where it's like you constantly have to be reevaluating, retraining, doing stuff like that. But as a whole, do I have a problem with with the concept? Like I said, of of you being able to take care of all things in a first responder situation? No, I like that. I um. I have a desire to be put through a fireman's test. Okay. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure we can make it happen. I, um, I know I could not be a fireman for a job. Like, I know I don't have it in me. Like, I just don't. I'm a little scared of heights, so the ladder's going to be a problem. Um, uh, dude, running into... Running into a burning building, saving people, that's big penis energy right there. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I don't know if I have that in me, but a day like on the rig and then putting the ladder up, see, Kenny, although, dude, walking down ladders freaks me out. You just want to bet a Dalmatian. Like, what are you? Like, yeah, I want to come hang out with you guys, pretend like I'm a real man for a while. Really, what I want to do is just go to the spaghetti dinner at the firehouse, really, if I'm being honest. That's really what I'm after. We'll close out the program for the first day of the week. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got the Stansberry Show here. The Hall of Fame City Comic Con. The third one is coming up on September the 15th. Fantone and I will be there on site hosting your cosplay contest. We'll be there from 4 to 6 that afternoon. And the Hall of Fame City Comic Con going down all day, dude. So many awesome things, including featured guests, uh, including Kevin Eastman, who is a co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, James O'Barr, creator of The Crow, and you've got the legendary writer Peter David. He's going to be there as well, dude. Plus so many booths. There's going to be so many vendors, so many comic book artists, dude. It's
It's going to be an awesome time, and all you have to do is get your tickets. So here's what's going down. Event date is Saturday, September 15th. Hall of Fame City Comic Con at the Canton Civic Center. T- adult tickets, $10. Kids ages 5 to 12 are just 5 bucks, and under 5, you're getting in free. Get your tickets right now at HOFCityComicCon.com. No 6 9 Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Teresa at 11 o'clock will send you out to Las Vegas for the 2018 iHeartRadio Music Festival. She'll have your next keyword. Be sure to be checking her out weekdays after we're done. The podcast will be up shortly after 10 a.m. WRQK.com. I uh, I have just been made aware of something that I did not know. Okay. So I'm pretty concert heavy. Like I'm, uh, I'm going to Jason L. Dean on Thursday. Right. And then on Saturday night, I'm going to this I Love the 90s tour that our okay. sister station WKDD got themselves involved with. Okay. It's uh, Vanilla Ice, Salt and Pepper, Naughty by Nature, Rob Bass, Coolio, Young MC, all at Infocision Stadium. Solid. Yeah, it's pretty good. Right? Pretty excited. But I'm going with some people from work here. Um, one of our salespeople and I, uh, Nicole and I, are friends. We're friendly. And uh, her husband, Chris, is a good dude. I like him a lot. So they were like, hey, we're going to go to this. You want to go with us? Cool. Yeah, I'm in. Let's all go to that. That'll be fun. So they all kind of like set it up. And then I'm walking through the hallway. I get a cup of coffee. I'm going to finish the show. out. And Nicole was like, hey, I got you hooked up for Saturday. I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, you know, I talked to Chris. We're good. You know, we're, you know, we're all going to go to the show. She's like, no, no, no. She goes, you were going to be the only person that was going to be in our group that was going to be alone. So we, so we fixed this for you. I was like, what does this mean? She goes, we set you up on a blind date and didn't tell you. I was like, wait, what is happening? She's like, no, no, no. She's like, so a friend of mine was like, oh my God, I know the perfect girl for Stansberry. Uh, No, you don't. uh, No, you really don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Would you see her in the store buying body glitter? Like, (laughs) how do you know who the perfect girl? No, No, you don't. So now like I'm going to this thing and here, like. Dude, your boy's bad at this. Like, I am not good FaceTiming people I don't like. I have a hard time pretending to like people I don't. I can understand. Like, the concept of blind dates to me is pretty, pretty... Pretty stupid. It really is. I mean, to to put somebody, two people in a situation where they don't know each other yet, and you're going to try to put them into like a romantic situation by themselves, seems like it's destined to fail. Now, if she really wanted to play her cards right, and you really wanted to find love while listening to Gangsta's Paradise, I would think that like... I want that. I, I would think... I, would I want think that. That sounds good. Bringing, hey, uh, yeah, and my friend Sarah's coming too... Okay, and then if you happen to, you know, you're obviously going to converse with each other as you're the two single people, like, that's going to happen, but to present it right out of the gate is like, yo, blind date, hooked up, you guys are going to have sex, you guys are going to love each other, you're going to get married, you're going to have kids, like, shit, what are we talking about? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, she hasn't given me very much info. I asked, this is, this is, these are the questions I asked. she attractive? She was like, yeah. I'm like, well, I guess who... Whose scale are you saying? I guess right. maybe is what I want to know on that. Right. And second, then this was my only other follow up question. Told you, Does she have a good job? Because like that's interesting to me. Like because if you have an interesting job or if you if you have a good job, you're probably a little bit more well rounded. Probably the conversations will be easier. If if you do something I'm interested in, that will be easier for me to make conversation with you. Because I don't want to talk about what I do all Saturday night. No. When I'm not doing what I do, I don't want to spend all my time talking about it. I get why people ask. But on Saturday night, when I got a beer in my hand, Coolio's rocking out, I don't want to be like, yeah, and Fantone kind of sucks. I don't, that's <laughs> not, I don't want that. I don't want that. Coolio's got some hits, dude. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, there's, the, the, there's this one. 
what was the Fantastic Voyage, right? Was that didn't he have that one? This is one, two, three, four, something nude, but yes, yeah. Fantastic Voyage. Yes, Fantastic Voyage, Gangster's Paradise. Yeah, that'll be pretty good, dude. Rob Bass will be great. Yeah, oh, dude, Rob Bass will be really good. Rob Bass will be good. That, that's a that's a pretty solid lineup of. Everybody's got four songs. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know what ticket prices are, but dude, you for a good couple of hours are gonna hear a bunch of songs you know, like so. They want to. Here's what they all want to do. They want to meet at their house, and then Uber over. Is it close? I mean, I mean, it's close enough. But my thing is, is like. Do I really want to put myself into that situation where now I'm like grouped up? And now your car's not there anymore. So worst case scenario, you want to call the audible and now it's like, eh, nah, dude, yeah, I, don't, I don't like that. What I don't really want to do is that if I want to get out early, Uber back to their house and then drive home, I would rather just be able to Uber straight back to my house. Right. Or yes, so there's I'm, a million different ways you could do this, but having your car somewhere else does not seem like a good no, idea. No, what I'm thinking about doing is even just Ubering to their house. And then ride over with them, and then if I decide I want to bail, then I'm just an Uber or a Lyft out of there. But I uh, I got to tell you, there's a little bit of me that's like, I mean, dude, don't get me wrong, worried, of course, because things can go sideways. But there's a little bit of, this is like moving to a new state. I was telling somebody about moving to a new state, right? Where it's impossible not to have hope because your life is just going to be different by design because you're putting yourself into a situation that's going to, it's going to require some change. So, like, there is a little bit in a, in a blind date where there's a little hope built into that, right? Yeah, who knows? I mean, you could find the future Mrs. Stansberry, but you could also find a nightmare. Or you could just find something in the middle where it's like, eh, I really don't want to be here. I don't want to have to do this. So, like, I don't know. It feels off to me, but, I, dude, you are, like, like and to be honest, too, and I guess I have a different relationship with you than Nicole does. Here we go. But, like, dude, you are the last person that I want to put into a blind date situation. And, like, that's Why? not, like, a slight against you or anything, but, like, I don't want to be responsible for the for the tailspin that in t- that, that that ensues, you know, shortly after this happens. Well, I have had other people tell me they're like, "Dude, you're just capable of saying stuff," no. and you like you don't care if you no. make people mad. Like you kind of like it. So like, I don't necessarily want my girlfriends like calling me up, going, "Yeah, he was all right until I said this, and then he freaked right. out." <laughs> yeah, I have a very low tolerance for people I don't enjoy. I really do. It's it, it, yeah, this is gonna get bad. This, this is gonna get. Bad. This is gonna get. Good bad. thing is it's a good show, dude. I mean, I mean, dude. There's plenty of hits you're gonna hear. And dude, what I'm saying is, are you taking sand to the beach? You know what I mean? Infocision Stadium, Akron. Dude, I love the '90s tour. And dude, dude, you know there's gonna be a bunch of 32 year old women. Caramel who are like, goddesses. Right, right. What are you doing? Who cares? We bring somebody that for. Luckily, somebody else is bringing that for me. I have. Uh, I am not. I'm not on the hook for any of this. You're right. I, what am I doing? Yeah, they're they're gonna start playing. Let's talk about sex, and all of a sudden you're gonna be like, "Damn, look at all these hoes! I want to be in this. <laughs> look at all the twerking! Right? I gotta get out there. I right. want to do. Put me in Twerkville. Yeah, that would be good. So we'll see how that goes. New Tour Tuesday will be tomorrow. New Everlast. New Colson Wendell. New Disturbed. All part of that. Teresa will send you out to Vegas at eleven. Podcast up shortly after ten a.m. Talk to you again tomorrow morning six a.m. or Rock one hundred six nine. You guys have a great day. See. You. This report is brought to you by Taco Bell.